Hi everyone, I'm Taylor from taylorpangman.com and I help empower new mothers to build profitable and flexible careers so they can find more joy in motherhood, more confidence in their new identity as mothers, and more fulfillment in their careers. Today's episode is a personal share where I talk about some new practices I've added into my life and I share how they're helping me bring more joy into motherhood. And be sure to listen to the end because I share my exact journaling process that's super quick and makes it easy for anyone to start right away. All right, let's dive in. Every Friday, my husband and I, we have what we call weekly check-ins. And we start every check-in with giving each other some context around how we're doing, you know, like physically, mentally. And it's meant to be a very quick and literal check-in of ourselves. So it, it helps us first check in with ourselves, first of all, to become aware of how we're showing up in that moment. And then also to share that with the person, right? So like if I have a headache that day, it's it's helpful to maybe share that with Steven. So, you know, he's aware of it. And if I'm acting a little off or something and forgetting to communicate that, it's, you know, he's not thinking I'm upset with him or something. He can just keep that in mind. And um yeah, it's, it's really helpful when we're talking with each other to just have a little bit more context. So, um, so let me ask you, since it's Friday, how are you doing today? Do you have any context that you want to share or check in on? And I know I can't hear what you're saying, but maybe at least for yourself. My context, I'm just getting over a headache and, um, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I had a I just had a quick snack, so it gave me a boost of energy that I needed <laughs> right now. But, you know, truthfully, lately I've been feeling really homesick lately. Also a little overwhelmed, you know, a little overwhelmed with all the stuff I want to try and get ahead of or get done when I'm here um with my family and really kind of taking advantage of the extra hands that we have with Blue for a couple more weeks. And also feeling a little uninspired. And when I create these episodes, I'm, I'm wanting to offer up some nuggets of something for you guys. So either some support, some inspiration, maybe some knowledge or wisdom if I have a guest on or something. And yeah, some days I run into a creative block of sorts. And I've been doing a lot more spiritual and interpersonal work lately that's had me reflecting on these moments. And I always come back to a place of self-care. At least that's where my reflecting goes to. And when I run into these creative blocks and I sit down and I'm doing more reflecting and what, what that could mean for me, what, what that block is, is trying to teach me, it almost leads me, it always leads me back to a place of wondering what I need right now. Right. So a place of self care and then like, okay, well what, what can I do? What do I need right now? And I always notice that something feels off balance and it's frustrating when I'm trying to create, but it's also such a beautiful gift that my mind gives me. You know, it's almost like it's saying, uh, nope, <laughs> no more creating. It's time to take care of you. 
And it's those days that where I maybe ignore that voice. I try to like push through the blocks or I push through those memos that my body is sending me or my mind is sending me and um, that I get in trouble. You know, that's when I overextend myself. Maybe I grow resentful or, um, yeah, just feeling kind of spent, kind of like I'm running on E, you know. So what's been helping for me lately with kind of regulating that a little bit more has been uh, recommitting to a daily journal practice and also joining in on a weekly mindfulness community. And I'll talk about the journal practice in a minute and and I actually want to share my process too in case you find it to be a helpful exercise for you as well. But first I want to talk a little bit about the weekly mindfulness community I've been joining. And there's two actually. So the first one is a place um, just north of San Francisco. It's called Spirit Rock. And it's pretty it's a pretty well-known place. Um, and on Monday nights, a man named Jack Cornfield, who, again, is also a pretty big deal in the mindfulness community. And he leads a Monday night meditation and Dharma talk. And right now, they're, they're all virtual. So I've been able to join that way, which has been awesome. And so on these Monday nights, either Jack leads these evenings, uh, these gatherings, or other practitioners. And I think it's called like Jack and Friends for that reason. But he's definitely been my favorite so far. And his practices are rooted in Buddhism. And I just find his perspective on life, on our troubles, you know, or our perception of troubles, to just be so clear and loving that you you can't help but smile <laughs> when you're looking at him speak on zoom um he's kind of got this like old, adorable old man look that just melts my heart <laughs> and it reminds me of my mom's dad actually he he lived with us for most of my life so old grandpas hold a special place in my heart and so the last time uh, he led was a few weeks ago. I think he does it like once a month and then he has other people helping out during the month. And he led us through this really amazing meditation. And um, you know, we first visualized somebody, his theme for the whole evening was loving kindness. And we first visualized someone that we know in life who just seems to move through life very steadily. And then we sent out some loving kindness to that person. And then we pictured somebody who we know is struggling right now. And we offered up to them too some loving kindness. And we eventually directed to ourselves, offering up loving kindness. And again, I'm like totally paraphrasing this. And there was so much more to it. It was a two-hour night. But, um, you know, later that evening when I was crawling into bed it's probably like 11 o'clock central time which is late for me <laughs> um I just remember feeling like I had I had just released so much like I had been holding so many things maybe like troubles or stress during the day that I hadn't even really noticed right I think there's like maybe like my baseline was is pretty high so I'm used to carrying a lot of stress or something but yeah, it was like I put stuff down that I've probably been carrying for a while and 
oh, I just, I felt so good. I slept so wonderful that night. I felt like the second my head hit the pillow, I just, I was out. And so I highly recommend checking him out. He's great. And then the second one that I've been doing, um, I also found him through this Monday night practice, um, or from spirit rock. I saw his name on the, on the board of friends coming up as speakers. His name is Vinny Ferrero. And, you know, (laughs) among many other things, uh, he is also a meditation practitioner and every Friday he offers a virtual sangha. Um, that you can find through his website and it includes again a meditation and a dharma talk there's just something about his approach that's so refreshing so refreshing you know just looking at him he's definitely not what you would expect to see from a a meditation teacher or buddhism follower but a buddhist but you know that's i think also one of the reasons why i really like him and why he's so refreshing to me um, you know, he's, he's got kind of like a New York accent or East coast accent and he's got tattoos up both arms, two sleeves. And, um, you know, he'll be talking about Buddhism theories, but throwing in like man and dude. And so he's just really laid back. I find him both entertaining and enlightening <laughs> at the same time. So I also suggest taking a minute and looking him up when you can, um, there's also a really interesting article that I found um, recently on him and about his life. He's, he just has a really interesting life. And so I'll include um, a link to that article and a link to both both of those groups in case you're interested, you're looking for um, a spiritual group, a sangha to be joining right now, you know, especially when everything's so accessible and virtual. Um yeah, and I don't want to talk too much more about those groups because I, I don't really think that I can truly capture what what they're like or how it feels to me, right? You know, I might be feeling really inspired by it, but hey, it might not be your cup of tea. So yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. And and I will put that information um, in the show notes. Jack, Jack Cornfield's group, you can find it at spiritrock.org and Vinny's website's at vinnyferrero.org. Um, but you can find it in the show notes as well. I will say though, that one of the great things that's come up out of quarantine is access to all these amazing teachers during this time, especially being a new mom. It was really hard. Um, it's been really hard over the last 10 months for me to commit to a study practice. And I'm saying that as a, as a yoga teacher, someone who believes in the practice and and knows that, you know, consistency is key. Um, and that practice makes practice, not perfection. You know, I know all of that and still life gets in the way sometimes and we fall off course. And, and so, um, but one thing I guess that's beautiful about this practice is it, I always describe it as a magnet. It's like once you've, once you've tapped into it, it, it doesn't leave you. It's, it's like, it's always pulling you back. And if you stray too far, um, I think that's like when the magnet gets stronger, pulling you back in and, and urging you to turn inward for maybe the answers that you are straying off to find. And yeah, so I, I just really hadn't had a steady practice and especially one that required my physical presence. Um, actually I went back to teaching, uh, one night a week, I believe 
uh, I think three or four months after Blue was born and and that was so nice to be back in the physical space with my students. I really, really miss it. I really do. Um, but I am also really grateful for, um, yeah, for the accessibility that's there right now. So I want to share these amazing groups with all of you in case, again, you're looking for something like that and maybe urge you as a friend to check it out, to lean into something for you like that. And I know it means, you know, as a mom, being a little creative about what that looks like right now in your life, but it's worth it. It really is. And so another thing I've been reflecting on these groups is that I'm convinced that change and growth comes from consistency. You know, I see it even in the moments where I um, I've drifted off and I come back for a month, you know, once a month, once a week for a month. And I can, I can just feel the shifting, like, in my mind, like replugging in, um, and just more of an ease in my mind and my body during that time. And I would describe myself as somebody who has a, a compromised nervous system. I'm stealing that term from Vinnie Ferrero, who I just mentioned. Um, yeah, a compromised nervous system. What, by, what I mean by that is that it takes me a lot of work to regulate that, you know, just from stress and stressors in my life or how I process stress or, you know, traumas or things that I've experienced in my life. Like we all have our stuff, right? Um, but yeah, sometimes I feel like I've got a, more of a, a high maintenance nervous system and it it takes a lot more effort than I feel like at least it takes other people um just to maybe feel even or balanced navigating life and so it's really important for me not to ignore that to pay attention to it and to hold consistent space for that in my life you know for a reset and when I don't I can feel, I can feel it. Um, I'm more on edge and I'm definitely not showing up how I want to for my life um, and the people I love and I'm not experiencing life how I want to experience it. I'm not contributing to life how I want to contribute, contributing to others. Um, and so I, I, I sense that that's how it comes out for me. And I've also found it's it's very easy to find things about sangha groups that I don't like, <laughs> and maybe maybe that resonates with you. You know, it's um, and it's deterred me in the past from being consistent. You know, I found groups in the past where I felt like I really vibed, and then I lose interest <laughs> a couple weeks later or months later, and um, maybe it's because like over time I'm kind of looking for something. Maybe right that the mind plays that game where it's maybe just. It's uncomfortable to look at our stuff, right? It's uncomfortable to to do spiritual work, to do interpersonal work and grow. And so it's it's not surprising that the mind would try and convince you that you're fine without it. You don't need it. You know, you're good. You've learned your lessons for now. And um and then that wears off <laughs> and you're wondering why do I feel so off and and so you reflect and you tune in and you're, it's just like a vicious circle. But anyways, the truth is nothing's perfect, right? <laughs> so there's going to be days or things I do for myself that don't end up being what I want it to be, you know, but 
that doesn't mean it couldn't still be what I need. Or even that the time was wasted. I believe there's power in just holding space. Even if it's not filled with something worthwhile. And I say worthwhile in quotes because I think there's this perspective sometimes that anytime, uh, any time that's not spent actively working towards something is wasted. But space, just space, that space that's not being filled, that is so important too, especially in this world, especially during COVID where we're all plugged in so much more than we need to be or for our mental health, you know, for our sanity. So anyways, long story short, I am recommitting myself to a weekly Sangha group. And if you want to join me and give it a try, let me know. You know, DM me on Instagram at Taylor Pangman, and I'd love to know your experience if you want to give it a try. I'd love to be able to start something together, and that's something that I plan to do in the future once I start doing group coaching sessions for moms. So keep your eyes peeled and your ears peeled for that memo. But until then, I'm really enjoying myself just filling up my cup too, you know. Not worrying about leading something at the moment, but to be a student. And I think I think that's important for all of us. So backtracking to that daily journaling practice I mentioned earlier. That's what I'm going to say about Sangha groups. That's all I got. But back to the journaling. Um, this week I started a new tradition where I wake up around 5.30. It's before Blue gets up. And I do a little gratitude journal exercise and I try to keep it as short as possible without overthinking it or rushing in. 15 minutes is about how long it takes me. And I'll give you a little context behind this episode too. So one of the hardest things for me with becoming a mom has been really my lack of acceptance <laughs> with my lack of freedom that I have around my schedule and and when I do things and when I can't do things, it's been a little different since we've been here in Wisconsin. It's been really nice. You know, I've had additional help from my mom and I can kind of split up my day with her watching Blue or together and visiting. But still, my days pretty much revolve around Blue's schedule. You know, in the morning, she's basic. she's been basically my alarm clock. I get up when she gets up and then I wait to do my work when she's napping, which is always unpredictable. Like today, she only took two 30-minute naps and yesterday she took a three-hour nap. So it's kind of all over the place. And um, then the only other time for me, for me, or time with Steven is after she's gone to bed. And so that's been really challenging for me to accept that. And I wanted something in my day that felt like I had a little bit more control over it. Control. That's a funny word, right? We don't have a lot of control over anything in our life. But I wanted something that could at least give me a little bit more consistency, right? So waking up a little earlier has been my solution, you know. And it's been a transition. Waking up at 530 is hard. It's hard. But even the this last couple days that I've done it, it's really shifted my perspective. 
And also, you know, I've been thinking about this as a mom now. I can't give from an empty cup. And especially when COVID was happening and it was just Steven and I in blue in our in our condo in San Francisco, I had a very empty cup. We both did. We both had very empty cups. And um, so this daily practice of waking up to do something for me first, you know, to fill up my cup a little bit <laughs> and um, take care of myself, like especially my mental health. It's so energizing. It really, really does fill up my cup immediately. So when Blue wakes up, I'm so much more excited to start my day with her than I was in the past because um, I wasn't like waking up myself while holding and and keeping track of a moving baby who's also waking up herself and I also remembered how much I love early mornings so when I was in grade school I remember I started this routine where I would wake up at 6.05 before everyone in the house and I'd watch Saved by the Bell while I could eat my so I could eat my my breakfast and I'd eat cinnamon toast crunch I just I remember that so I just love that time where I was the only one down there it was quiet Um, in the winter it'd be dark I don't even think the sun was up yet. And um, I cherish that silent time even more so now as a mom. So yeah, I've been loving this practice. And I wanted to share my process with you in case you want to give it a try. I think having some kind of framework is helpful. So it's something that you can basically just show up to and repeat the steps instead of having to overthink it or figure out what you're going to do you know, as you're doing it at five o'clock in the morning or wherever. So, um, yeah, if you, I'm going to, going to share with you in case you find it helpful. So of course I grab a pen and paper. It's kind of the point of this and this exercise. And at the top I write, I am grateful for, and then I write three things I'm grateful for. And I also think it's important to mention that I'm not just writing the first, first three things that come to mind. I'm actually taking a minute, trying to wake up a little bit, (laughs) and uh, I sit with that prompt, and I just let it marinate a little bit. I let it make, like, feel its way to the surface, see what comes up for me. And then after I write what those three things are, I also write a few sentences about why. You know, why is this, why am I grateful for this? And I think this part is really important because over time it starts to show you how you think. It shows to, starts to show you like what you value and prioritize in life. And you know, that why part, I think it's really interesting. And so after I write down those three things, I also allow some time to write about anything else on my mind, not worrying if If it's in cohesive sentences or even really makes sense, Um, it is like 5.30 in the morning after all, so I'm not going for perfection here. And then I close. The last thing I write is a mantra, and it's something I want to like focus on or hold on to or come back to uh, throughout the day. And for the last few weeks, I've been turning towards I Choose Joy. I wrote a whole meditation on this uh, two weeks ago. I think it's episode 15. Um, but you can write whatever feels authentic for you. You know, I choose joy feels good to me right now. And then I rip up the pages <laughs> when I'm done. I just, I rip up the pages and 
feel free to hold on to them if you're interested in looking at trends over time or reflecting back on it. But for me, the act of ripping the paper feels like a closing of a ceremony, you know, a release, um, an opening to the day and, and what it brings me. It feels kind of like a shower, <laughs> like a refresh. And I don't know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's all the Buddhism influences I've had lately that I'm tuning into with these Sangha groups. But um, yeah, I just I've been thinking a lot about how you can't hold on. We can't hold on tightly to anything. You know, being a human living this life, nothing is permanent. So the bad is impermanent and also the good. So the things I'm grateful for, I'm wanting to savor that sweet moment of gratitude and also acknowledging that even that feeling is fleeting. And so just letting it go. So that's my process. <laughs> now that I've shared it with you, I also wanted to share what I wrote down this morning so you can see how truly simple this is. So at the top I wrote, I am grateful for. And number one was Vinnie Ferrero, who I just shared with you. And I wrote, his sangha offers up such a refresh, a refreshed perspective, and it makes me feel more grounded and less like I'm aimlessly flying in the wind. His insights offer something that I can hold on to, and it feels like a roadmap for my own soul. The number two was space, space from the things I love. And I was reflecting on how last Sunday morning I, I took some time to journal and and then I watched the show Down to Earth. It's that new series with Zac Efron on Netflix. And it's something I haven't done in forever. And, you know, just like watching a random show. And it made me think about that time uh, and the space. That's that time on Sunday and the space that it gave me from Stephen and Blue. And then I was also thinking about space, okay, distance and the space we're getting from San Francisco and our small condo being in Wisconsin for almost two months now and how much I appreciate that space because in that space or that distance, it reminds me of the love I have for Steven, for Blue and for our home in San Francisco. And it's like I get to fall in love with that person or that thing or that place all over again. So number two was space. And number three was uh, this is called the Discover Weekly playlist that we have on Spotify. And it's a playlist that Spotify creates for you based on what you listen to and what you like. Um, and mine is heavily influenced by the yoga music I used to play for my classes. So there's always really good background ambiance music and uh, relaxing songs with singers who have powerful gospel voices. And I was listening to this podcast as I was journaling on Sunday and, uh, I felt like it was, I felt like I was returning to an old friend. And the song that was playing was called Changing by John McLaughlin. And his voice just brought me so much joy. So that playlist was number three. And then I wrote another paragraph or two about wanting to, well, not a paragraph, probably a couple sentences, um, about wanting to find more joy in life and recommitting to the things that are important to me and some of the things I've shared so far in this episode. And at the bottom I wrote, working with a coach has shown me that insight without action won't get me where I want to be. 
So then I rewrote my dreams and some action steps that I could take, um, like some small steps in the right direction. And then I wrote down the mantra, I choose joy. And that was it. And it probably took a a little bit longer than it took for me to just explain that to you. You know, it was very off the cuff, flowy. You know, then afterwards I sat for a few minutes and I was just kind of soaking in that pause again, that space and early morning sunlight. And then I went to brush my teeth and soon after I heard Blue waking up. So I got her out of bed and we cuddled for a bit and then went downstairs to make our smoothies. (laughs) And it was kind of a perfect morning. So no pressure, but if something that I've shared or spoke about in this week's episode resonated with you, piqued your interest maybe, I'd venture to guess you're looking to make some changes in your life. And maybe you already know what that is, and that's great. But if you're not sure, you're just kind of looking to connect with yourself a a little bit or dive deeper into what that thing is, try this morning gratitude journaling exercise and, and see what you think. See what you find. And if you do, if you end up giving it a try, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to see what comes up for you. I'm kind of a nerd with these things. I love journaling exercises and I really believe in the power of them too. I've had a lot of things that I've manifested in my life that I can, I could go back to some journal entry that I, I wrote down, you know, very clearly what it was that I wanted and, and worked through it. So yeah, that's what I got this week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope you had a wonderful week and I hope you have a great weekend and I look forward to connecting with you again next Friday. Have a wonderful day. Hi there. Thanks for listening in. Starting this October, I'll be opening my schedule to take on new clients. So if you're interested in learning more about my offerings or you're interested in booking a free 30-minute session to see if we'd be a good fit, please email me at info at or fill out the waitlist form on my website at taylorpangman.com and I'll notify you when I'm taking new clients. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.